Okay, so you're watching and listening to Fat Bidet Knows Everything. It's because I do know everything. And this week, we're going to be talking about the Kimani's by-elections in Sabah, which obviously, Pakatan Harapan lost again. I don't really want to talk specifically about the by-elections because I think you've already had enough uh, news overload about the by-elections that had happened over the weekend. Um, we know that Barisan National won. Uh, this guy by the name of Muhammad uh, Alamin, has, um, he beat Pakatan Harapan. Uh, and now, ever since May 9th, uh, the general elections, there has been, I think, 10 by-elections. And the record stands as Barisan National winning 5 and Pakatan Harapan winning 5. Now, I think a lot of people look at the results of these elections as, well, all of the, the results of all the by-elections to actually show that Pakatan Harapan is not really uh, a convincing government and that every time there's a by-election that happens uh, and when Pakatan Harapan loses, it's supposed to be the people teaching Pakatan Harapan a lesson um, because you don't like them as a government. Now, I think after more than a year of Pakatan Harapan ruling Malaysia, it's safe to say that a lot of people, including many of those who voted for Pakatan Harapan, have, seen as, have been looking at Pakatan Harapan and saying that they're not a really very effective government. Um, and if you notice, every time a by-election happens, uh, every time... Pakatan Harapan loses, the Prime Minister, Tun Mahathir, will come out and say, wow, 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 wow. People don't, people aren't happy, but people need to have patience because implementing change takes a long time and it's not overnight. But the problem is, it hasn't been overnight. It's been a long time. It's been more than a year, right? And there are so many things that Pakatan Harapan has promised and it has never happened. Some of the immediate things that they could have done when they first won the government, they haven't done. I mean, can we still go on talking about the women quota in parliament uh, and in, in leadership positions? We haven't fulfilled, Pakatan Harapan hasn't fulfilled their promise in their manifesto saying that they would have enough percentage of women uh, in power uh, in, in authoritative um, positions. No, they haven't, they haven't done that. Um, you're supposed to change prime minister. Have you changed prime minister? We haven't. We don't even know when we'll be changing prime ministers. Right? That hasn't happened. That was a promise as well. Um, let me see, we have so many ineffective ministers and we sacked one that didn't want to play politics. We sacked one that was actually doing work, uh, the former education minister, Masdi Malik, if you were wondering who. We sacked him. Mm. What else have we done? We've had, what about ineffective ministers? We have been in the cabinet for so long, I've been so quiet and nothing has been happening. Can we name a few? What's the name of the tourism minister? See, name also I don't remember. So yeah, you've got that, you know. Um, what else? Racial polarization, racial politics. They're still playing that. Barisan National is playing it. Pakatan Harapan is playing it. Remember the recent Pungal celebration? When there was a 
directive saying that people cannot celebrate Pongal, you cannot wish people Merry Christmas, you cannot wish people Happy Chinese New Year if you are Muslim because all this will bring you to hell. Uh, they're still playing racial politics. And that's not going to change. And it was supposed to change when we changed the government. So what the hell is happening, right? Um, we haven't replaced the PPPA, the Printing Press and Publications Act. And this is a big thing. We recently got... The government recently formed this pro committee uh, to study how to create a media council. But I've always said, and I've written about it, saying that there is no point to a, me uh, to a media council if we don't address the unjust laws that are already in place that controls the media, like the PPPA uh, and so many other things that, that we need to repeal uh, that has not been repealed. Repeal those first, right? Walk the talk before you can say that, oh, okay, now we're going to have a media council. Right? Even things like that hasn't been changed. Yeah, sure, the government has laid their hands off the media and people in the media and journalists like me and everybody else are a little bit free to say what they want. I'm saying things that I want, right? Um, but fact of fact, the laws that can be used to oppress still stands. It's still there, not being repealed, right? Um, now we hear of news that um, the AUKU, the University and University Colleges Act that stops, that used to prohibit students and faculty members from partaking in politics and all that, uh, it was to be amended. It was amended, but now there is a, there is a committee that is supposed to look to uh, actually repealing or abolishing or even, yeah, abolishing the act. And um, news has come out, reports saying that um, student representatives who are on the committee have been told to leave and have been given like a termination letter saying that they're no longer in the committee anymore. Now, if you're going to push students out, who is going to be repping the students when the committee decides on what to do with the act, right, with the law? Right? So, like it or not, perception about Pakatan Harapan is in the negative. Um, Mahade says that it's not overnight. Sure, if nothing is happening, and it's all quiet, and people look at Pakatan Harapan and say, hey, why is nothing happening? You've been the government, blah, blah, blah. And Mahathir comes out and says, oh, yeah, you know, the, the Pakatan Harapan leaders come out and say, oh, yeah, you know, this implementation of all these uh, um, uh, amendments and changes that you want to do in the government, you're going to need some patience, it doesn't happen overnight and all that. Okay, fair. But now, you've got things that are happening that are in the negatives. You know? So what does that do to the perception that people have of Pakatan Harapan? Right? Now, there have been 10 by election. Excuse me, Pakatan Harapan has lost five. And Mahade keeps on coming up, saying that, giving the same excuse, saying that change doesn't happen overnight. It's been more than a year. And if they keep on giving this excuse, it might just come up to the mother of all elections, the next general elections, and they're still going to give their excuse. I think that's not going to fly, lah. You know, people are not going to fall for them. Too bad, lah, you know. Do you want to be a one-term government? Right? Um, right now, Datuk uh, Sri uh, Ambiga, uh, who used to be the chairman of Bursi, uh, is saying that if Pakatan Harapan does not fulfill any of their promises and doesn't uh, fulfill their job properly as the government, um, she might want to organise like a street protest again, like Bursi, a uh, few years ago. Uh, she wants to do that. Now, some people are criticising her, saying that uh, you know she should take responsibility because when Bursi was supposed to be non-partisan, she took a side and said that everybody should vote for Pakatan Harapan. She even campaigned for Pakatan Harapan. Right? Mm. Not Pakatan Harapan is not fulfilling your promises. Well, 
you know what? I think Ambiga is actually taking responsibility. And hence, she says, hey, people do not have you with Harapan. Just like her, she's not happy with Harapan. Let's show our dissatisfaction. So I think that's all right, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Let me know what you think, you know. Tell me what you think about Pakatan Harapan's performance as the government. Um, I'll probably, I can probably uh, predict already la, what you commenters are going to say. Uh, but anyway, it'd be interesting to hear. You know, maybe there is a different perspective out there. Some people who are saying that Pakatan Harapan is doing good. You know, uh, I know a lot of people are there out there also worried, saying that uh, what other alternative is there? You know, sure, <laughs> we're not too happy of Pakatan Harapan, but then are we, do we want to go back to Barisan National? A lot of people are scared of going back to Barisan National. So um, some people are saying, hey, maybe we should have a viable third option. Hmm. So let me know what you think, right? Okay, that's that. Now I want to talk to you guys about what I think, uh, something that, uh, uh, what's this the segment where, where, where I, I, I recommend something to you? It could be a book, it could be a movie, it could be something I did, something I see that's inspiring and uh, interesting that I want to share with you. So now I'm going to share with you, uh, I, 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 you know now in the movies, if you go to the cinemas and you watch um, a lot of movies out there, a lot of superhero movies, Marvel, La DC and all that, I'm not a big fan. I think it's overkill really, like all these superhero movies getting boring, or all these Avengers, la, um, what? Guardians of the Galaxy, la, and all that. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit tired of it. La. So, what I have done last weekend was that I forced my family. <laughs> no, I didn't force. Um, did I force you all to watch ET, Sayang? I didn't, right? Yeah, no, I did not force them. My wife, my three kids, <laughs> I did not force them <laughs> to watch E.T., a movie that I watched in the 80s when I was growing up, right? And um, I don't know, I want to watch all these old classics when I was growing up because those were original shows that did not play on any like written book or comic book or, you know, uh, and they didn't like squeeze like a franchise out of it. Uh, E.T. was only a one-off movie. It was about this alien, extraterrestrial, got lost in the world, on Earth, right? And what's interesting about it is that he meets this boy, Elliot, right? Who is lost. Nobody wants to listen to him, doesn't have any friends. Parents just divorced. Uh, and the only person that was actually listening to him in the family was his father. He has no one. And he meets this lost E.T. And then they build, um, I want to say they build a friendship, but they don't. They actually build, like, an individual because you become one. And if E.T. gets sick, he gets sick, he feels what E.T. feels. And at the end, he helps E.T. get home because E.T., home, phone, home, be good. I'll be right here. I'll be right here. So I wanted my children to watch la, and learn something from it. They did watch it. Um, I asked them what their favorite scenes of the movie was. Um, I asked Achilles, he can't talk, so all he said was uh, I asked Alithia, four years old, and she said, oh, my favorite scene was the part where he makes friends. <laughs> well, yeah, correct, right? That is a nice scene, isn't it? E.T. makes friends, right? In an alien world. Uh, and then I asked my elder daughter, Athena, <laughs> eight years old, What's your favorite scene? I love it when, you know, they were riding the BMX, jumping here and there and all that because Pops, you ride BMX, right? But you don't ride anymore because you're old. Well, yeah. 
So why don't you all go and watch E.T. or one of those old classic movies from the 80s, right? Um, I was born in the 70s, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. To me, the 80s was like movie decade. All the great movies came out in the 80s in my lifetime. Lah. And the 90s was like music. Every good piece of music came out in the 90s. And then 1999 came, 2000 came, and then no more good music came out. <laughs> no more good movies came out, right? And that's it. That's the end of the world, right? Okay, so if you like this video, please give me a thumbs up. If you don't like it, it's okay. Give me a thumbs down, but do subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, follow us on all our social media platforms. It's at FatBidin or go to FatBidin.com. to get everything. You've been watching or listening to Fat Burden Knows Everything. I've got three kids, one wife, and me to support. So you've got to like, you know, help fund my life. So you actually can go to the Fat Burden e-store, right? I'm gonna link it below. I'm gonna link it below, right? And you can get actually like Fat Burden merchandise, right? And most of it are well, actually books. Lah. I used to sell DVDs and films and all that, but hey, everything's available on YouTube now. So now if you want to get Fat Burden merchandise, it's mostly books. So I've got books here. I've got books here. See? See? See like this book? This is called uh, The Adventures of a Kerala in Afghanistan. It's a graphic novel. See? See? Graphic novel which I uh, wrote. Uh, and illustrated with my, with my buddy Apan, right? Uh, it's a non-fiction one. It's about my time in Afghanistan shooting a documentary for a month uh, when I was there. See, see, I'm a war journalist, right? So it's a really good book, right? Uh, I've got this non-fiction novel. It's called Operation Nasi Krabu, Finding Patani in an Islamic Insurgency. This book I wrote because I spent like a, I spent some time in Southern Thailand where there's a war there. You all know there's a war there, right? In Patani, right? I shot a documentary there which was banned for broadcast. But hey, they allowed me to publish a book. And if you get the book, there is a QR code at the back, right? There's a QR code at the back which allows you to watch it for free online. Oh, where's the QR code? Where's the QR code? Ah, there's the QR code, right? It's online, meaning you scan the QR code, you go to my YouTube channel. Okay, um, I've got another book. This is called Journal Dad, the Chronicles of a Journalist who Happens to be a Father. It's a, it's a compilation of my articles, my column when I was writing for the Malaysian Insider. It's all about like me being a journalist and raising a family at the same time. It's really funny. It's funny. It's funny. My best-selling book. Liberal, Malay and Malaysian, Writings of a Walking Contradiction. This is a compilation also of my uh, column in the Malaysian Insider. This one focuses more on like politics, race, uh, demonstration, democracy and religion and things like that. It's funny too. All my books are funny because I'm a funny guy, right? Yes, I am. And if you like films, I sell this book. See, I wrote this book with my buddy Wan Chun Hong. It's a guide to filmmaking, indie filmmaking. Uh, every chapter talks about one aspect of filmmaking and it, every chapter also interviews one like a uh, really prominent Malaysian filmmaker. It's really good. You can get all these books at the Fat Bidin e-store. Come on, feed my kids.